Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The New York Rangers shut out the Pittsburgh Penguins. One to nothing. Jonathan Quick with 32 saves. I was dead wrong about him. He has been unbelievable. Uh, it has now been six starts for Quick as a Ranger. He's 5-0-1 and he sports a 940 save percentage. Like, he has been one of the best... Goalies in lead to this point. Sample size is small, obviously. It's not a starter's workload, but he has been just sensational and was great tonight. And the Rangers played well, too. This wasn't like, you know, Quick is the star of the game for sure. But the Rangers played well. Third period, again, like they sat back a little bit, but at the same time, with that, you know, they were fairly sound defensively. Some slip-ups, including leaving Sidney Crosby wide open with about 11 seconds left and things of that nature. But really thought that the Rangers played a pretty solid game overall. Uh, Pittsburgh's been playing better lately. They are a 500 team at this point, but they got off to a slow start. And, you know, the month of November was definitely better for them. Tristan Jari played well for the Penguins, but the one player to beat him was Alexi Lafreniere. So Lafreniere has eight goals in the season. He is coming into his own, like, and he scored again on that on that backhand where he gets elevation on it. Very similar to the shootout. Well, the shootout goal was a little bit nicer. I felt like the one versus Columbus, um, but he scored a, another goal like this too. He likes going to the backhand. It's just, it's great to see him really, really finding his game and the chances are are so there for him. I think he, what do you have? Seven shots on six shots on goal. So, and another, so in giving out more praise, the main two are quick and Lafreniere, no question, but Nick Benino, the former Pittsburgh penguin. Wow. He is so good defensively. Now, should he be a third line center? No. Right. So if slash when Heedle comes back, Benito will go back down to the fourth line, which is where he belongs. But, so, so you know, even strength-wise, yeah, he's not going to give you really much of anything offensively. And he kind of does, you know, that third line is hurt by that. But, such a good penalty killer. Not so much tonight, but a great face-off guy. Blocks so many shots and just has great defensive awareness. Like, it's so good to the point where it's worth, you know, dealing with his lack of offense. It's that good. And there's that winning pedigree. Again, he won a couple of cups with the Penguins. And, you know, from like he was late that third period, just keeping the puck behind the Penguin net uh, was just amazing. And again, like that was another, it's funny, a lot of shrewd moves by Drury. Most of them is, have actually kind of worked out quick. Gustafson, Benino, the one that hasn't is Blake Wheeler. That one has not worked out. But in terms of those July 1st, Free agent pickups, they have mostly worked out very much better than I would have ever thought. And even then, I thought, okay, look, like these are very cost-effective moves, so there's not much risk to them. And they've even really collectively worked out better than I would have thought. And then Mika Zibanejad. I thought that this might have been Zibanejad's best game of the season. Now, he gets the one assist on the Lafreniere goal, right? So there's that. But just beyond that, like, just was very involved offensively, made a lot of smart plays defensively. Again, it's not going to show up on the stat sheet, although, again, the only per other person that had a point in this game was Lafreniere, so Mika is a standout in that way, but I, I just thought that he um, was in the, you know, in the positionally right, his 
um, making good decisions, just quicker uh, on the rush, making good plays. Hopefully this can get him going in the right direction. But I think Mika definitely deserves a lot, a lot of praise for this game. Um, in terms of some of the, I mean, there weren't too many negatives. Rangers took a lot of penalties, um, which didn't help them, especially in the third, where Blake Wheeler takes talking penalty again for me. Blake Wheeler, I would move him down. Uh, if you're going to stick with Kreider Zibanejad, which all indications are they will, and I am opening, I am open to, if you want to switch that up, but I digress. As much as Kako has not been good, I would still rather go Kako instead of Wheeler because with Benino as the third line center, I kind of feel bad for Kako. Like, there's nothing for him to do there. Now, if Hedl was there, different situation. Then, then I'm more okay with Wheeler being with Zibanejad and letting Hedl play with Kako. Totally fine there. But for now, I, you know, I, I would definitely demote Wheeler for sure. So he took a penalty. Jacob Truba, he also had a delay game in the third. I thought Truba's game um, wasn't the best. Um, had some bad turnovers. He wasn't horrible by any means, but, you know, I, I think Truba has certainly seen better games and, you know, Pittsburgh was on him. I mean, the Pittsburgh fans don't like Jacob Truba dating back to the 2022 uh, first round series versus the Penguins. And then Barkley Goodrow had a hooking penalty. And for Goodrow, again, he continues to frustrate me. The one thing I'll say was that he was involved with Benino on that last shift, uh, you know, doing a good job kind of keeping it in the Penguin zone. But Goodrow, um, again, been taking penalties. I just, you know, I would be thinking about him, I think, way differently if he were being paid what Nick Benino and Jimmy V's are being paid. But he's being paid, what, like quadruple that. It is it is honest. I mean, and even, even more than quadruple. It, it's insane. It's truly insane. Whatever, whatever. I mean, you, you can tell that it bothers me. But um, anyway, a lot more good than bad. And, and this will be fairly quick to go through. Penguins do have injuries themselves. The big one being Brian Ross. And Brian Ross is a really good player. And really, he's a Ranger killer. He has, has done such good work versus the Rangers. So, you know, you still have Crosby. You still have Malkin, Latang, um, Gensel. Like, a lot, of, a lot of good players still in this uh, Penguin lineup. And Jari played well. But the Rangers were are able to come away from this with a one nothing win. And they score five minutes and ten seconds into the game. Lafreniere, his eighth goal of the season from Zibanejad. So for Lafreniere, if, if he can somehow get 30 goals a season, that would be awesome. Now look, he's on pace for way more than that. He's on pace for more than that. A lot more than that. So that's the only reason why I'm saying the 30 number, right? Like... Personally, and I'm being pessimistic with this answer. I don't know if he will get there. Like that's a that's not easy to do. Um, again, the reason why I'm using that number is I believe he is on pace for probably close to 40, probably more in the 40 range, is what it is. And I just love how he's playing, where the hard work that he's showing, he's getting the results as well. Right, it doesn't always happen where you you play, you do the right things, and you're not rewarded for it. Lafreniere is, so he goes in all alone, kind of a mini breakaway, goes backhand, and scores past Jari to give the Rangers a one nothing lead. Um, first period continues, and the Rangers take a couple of penalties, and the Ranger penalty kill was great. The Ranger penalty kill killed off all five Penguin power plays. That's a big, big factor in this game. 
So Miller hooks uh, Zahorna at 1328. Rangers kill it off. Lafreniere hooks Pedersen at, at 1607. Rangers kill that off. So the Rangers have a one nothing lead end to one. Thought the Rangers... Penguins had the early jump. And then the Lafreniere goal kind of changed, you know, turned the tide. And I thought the Rangers were better. Although, you know, again, they had to kill off those penalties. So, you know, shots 15 to 9 Rangers, maybe a little misleading. I thought the Penguins had a lot of, the Penguins had some of their best chances in the first. And in fact, in the first was where there was a disallowed goal. So finally, something goes the Rangers' way. And it ended up being a disallowed goal, not in the way I thought it would be. Because what happens is Jonathan Quick loses his glove, which you don't see too much from goalies. It goes into the corner. And they end up scoring. Now, that's like a dangerous situation. I thought that they'd maybe blow that dead. They didn't. And But luckily, the Penguins were offside. Laviolette challenges it, and it goes the Rangers' way. They overturn it. So I'm thinking, all on, all right, they're going to try to discuss this, you know, glove situation. And it ends up being uh, that they were just offside. If, if not for that, that goal would have counted. So that was really big. So the Rangers have one thing lead going to the second. I thought the Rangers who haven't had the best of second periods lately. I thought this was a pretty good one. They do get uh, a power play. Uh, Ludwig uh, interferes with Schneider at 636, but the Rangers don't score on the power play. This was a rare night, and, and it's interesting. Artemi Panarin, who I thought was good. Panarin uh, had a good night tonight, but it's funny. He had that 15-game point streak uh, to start the season. Now two straight games at none. So interesting how that can go sometimes. So... The Rangers have a one league going to the third. And look, the Rangers' last game also had a league going to the third. Difference there was things were kind of trending in the wrong direction. But still, like, this game could have turned very easily. And look, the Penguins had a lot of chances in the third, whether that be power play or even strength. So like I said, Wheeler takes a penalty at 155 as he hooks Alex Nylander. And then during that power play, the Rangers draw one themselves as Kreider is slashed by Carlson. So it's four on four for a little bit. And no scoring comes of that. Then Schruber takes delay a game penalty at nine minutes. They kill it off, and then right there, right after that one's over, at 11-10, Goodrow hooks Ryan Graves, and they kill that one too. And then luckily, Blake Wheeler, so hey, give him credit for this, he is stripped by Eric Carlson at 17-17. The Rangers get a power play, and that power play was not good. The Penguins had more chances than the Rangers did, and this was four on five. It's not as if the Penguins took the goalie out for the majority of that power play. Um, and luckily the Rangers were able to, to do the job. And then after that power play was over, Benino and Goodrow, especially Benino, do a great job of keeping it in the Penguin zone. But then once it comes out, the Penguins have a golden opportunity where Sidney Crosby is left all alone in front and Quick makes a really nice save and the Rangers win the game 1-0. They outshoot the Penguins 36-32. to Faceoffs were close, which is good because I'm pretty sure the Penguins are the are number one in the league in faceoffs percentage, and the Rangers are two. So for them to go just about even is fine. Um, so yeah, big win for the Rangers. They're thirteen three and one. And what's good here is that the Rangers had not lost two games in a row this season, and that continues. I want to, you know, it's good where for the few losses the Rangers have had, they follow that up with with a win. So now on Black Friday, they will go the go to Philly to take on the Flyers. Now Philly has a record of 10, 8, and 1. So they've done well this season. They lost tonight to the Islanders. But, you know, under John Tortorella, they, they're they a gritty team. Uh, no pun intended with him being their mascot. But um, this will be interesting. And then the Rangers 
will take on the Boston Bruins the next day for another afternoon game, this at MSG. So Shesterkin and Quick, I would believe, almost certainly, will split the games. But what, which, who will get which game? Now, originally I would have thought for sure Shesterkin gets the Bruins. But now, more so chronologically, I think Igor gets the Flyers and then they just go to Quick for, for Boston. I think. Um, again, mainly to do with the fact that like Quick, like just kind of alternating more than anything else. So that's my prediction. But if if you found out that Quick is going versus the Flyers, honestly, that, that shouldn't be a shock. But that would be the way I would lean, even though I would have always thought Igor versus the Bruins. But with how well Quick is playing, I'll put it this way, you certainly feel very okay with that being what it is. He's been that good. But whatever it is, very good chance, high probability they will split those two games. And these will be interesting games. I think they'll be some feistiness to them. Um, again, the Flyers, look, they are at a point right now where, you know, they are trying to bat. It's early in the season, but they're trying to battle out for one of those last playoff spots. Do I think they'll get there? Probably not. I don't see them as a playoff team, but they've gotten off to a pretty nice start. And then they will play the Bruins in what's going to be really, really interesting. The Bruins at this point are 14-1-3. So that's the crazy thing is the the only team that has really been better than the Rangers, maybe in all of the NHL, certainly the Eastern Conference is Boston. So you don't want to look ahead like, you know, and, and with Laviolette, I don't think that'll happen. But and, and hey, the Bruins themselves, they'll take on Detroit Saturday afternoon as well. So, you know, both teams are in this basically the same exact position. So, um, It'll be an interesting couple of games, but first things first, they will stay in Pennsylvania. The Rangers defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins with a one to nothing shutout. And now they will have the Philly to take on the Flyers on Black Friday.